I'm Heidi Berkey. And I'm Rachel Goble. And this is the Ethical Storytelling Podcast. Gotta keep it fun. (laughs) Welcome to the Ethical Storytelling Podcast Power Dynamics Series. We have three incredibly special guests for this series who come from a wide diversity of backgrounds and cultures. And we also have the amazing Janelle Aldred, who is hosting this season's podcast. Janelle has been a personal friend of mine since we first met in London a few years back and immediately connected over ethical storytelling. And she's worked at many of the UK's largest broadcasting organizations, including the BBC, ITV, and ITN. She has also been an active part of ethical storytelling as we continue to grow and expand our community. So we're excited that we're able to continue adding new voices and perspectives. And if it's something that you might be interested in contributing to, please do reach out through the contact form on our website. We have lots of ways to get involved from contributing to the blog or perhaps participating in our next podcast series and other ways as well. So please do reach out through ethicalstorytelling.com. We'd love to hear from you. So welcome to the podcast, Janelle. Thank you. We're so excited to have you as our guest host for this season. Woo woo. So this is Rachel, and I'm here with my dear friend, Janelle. And we are so excited to be talking through power dynamics in storytelling, and specifically in the social impact space, whether that be a nonprofit or a social impact um, company. And we are so excited to be talking to three incredible people that have a lot of wisdom, um, a lot of experience, and a lot of humility in this space. And so I have asked my good friend Janelle uh, to come and host this season. And so she is here all the way from London. Um, yes. And we're recording here in Oakland, California. Um, what else do I need to say? I feel like I should probably break some of that into sentences. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's great. I, I'm really, you know, looking forward to this series of Power Dynamics because I'm a journalist by trade. So for me, stories are the lifeblood of everything that I've been doing for well over a decade. And so to actually look at what are those dynamics in storytelling and what should we be looking and seeking to change as we want to become more ethical in, and thoughtful in the way that we do stories mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting and, and so it's just interesting to think about the language to think about the ways we use the intentions we have what we're thinking when we're telling a story and we're approaching a story so I think it's going to be really interesting to hear from different people's points of view from their own lenses mm-hmm. of what they think about the power dynamics and the stories that they tell mm-hmm. and their approach to that journey yeah and I think when we talk about ethical storytelling power dynamics are so at the core of it We can't talk about ethical storytelling without addressing the power dynamics that are present in the stories that we tell. And there's, to your point, so many different perspectives to look at that from and so many different viewpoints and lenses. And I think the reason we brought the variety of guests that we did to this season was exactly to highlight that and to see it from those different perspectives and lenses and to learn from each. And it's been interesting because um, as we, we've been discussing and thinking about questions and I was like, I really want to take the approach of asking everyone the same kinds of questions, whether or not we do, because once a conversation gets rolling, it can, you can, it can <laughs> go several different ways. But just to really think about, you know, what is healthy or unhealthy power dynamics? Mm-hmm. How do we level them off? What are the mm-hmm. barriers that an individual has found in themselves to actually giving away power? Because it is just so interesting because it's just so nuanced. Mm. And so 
it's not the same for everybody and everyone will see their power differently and everyone will see what they're holding in a different way and hold it more lightly or, or not mm-hmm. than other people. And so it's going to be really interesting just to see how people have navigated through that themselves and how people who have been on the other end of the power dynamic, you know, how have they taken power? Mm. Um, and maybe that's something that we need to really think about. Should it always be that we're giving away power because some people actually want to take it Mm -hmm. and so as we look at the struggle that happens as people do that I think it's Mm -hmm. just really just such an interesting topic that's given me so much food for thought and Mm -hmm. as I'm kind of thinking about it and looking at different things and different scenarios even like we were talking about this morning on like social media or on or on Twitter or on Instagram and you you see a story delivered to you in a certain way and thinking about okay well why has this story been told Mm -hmm. and not this other story? Or why has this person been lifted up and not this other person? And I think all of those things are just really interesting. I don't know if we'll get to the bottom of it in these episodes, (laughs) but I think it's just such a rich topic with so much to think about. Yeah. So Janelle, you and I first met about a year ago. Well, more like a year and a half ago. And then a year ago, you flew out to Oakland for what I jokingly call our first global summit, which was. was really four of us in my living room. But we were from like but different we were continents. <laughs> I was from the European continent. We had someone from the continent of Africa. So it was global. So most some people might call it a pajama brainstorm. <laughs> it, that was also true of it. It was a multifaceted situation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But when we first met, it was fast friendship uh, because of these conversations. And I remember you shared a lot with me about your kind of process in coming to a passion for these conversations. So can you share that with some of our listeners just a little bit about your history and thinking? Yeah, so I'm a journalist by trade um, and, you know, went to a newsroom, online journalist, to weather girl, to newsreader. and kind of did that for a long time, um, nearly a decade, and just kind of got to a place where the news has its own spin on the world, as everybody knows. And in the UK, we definitely try to be unbiased in how we tell stories. But you cannot help but tell stories from a biased point of view because we are human beings. And so I think I just have a real passion for justice. I have a real passion for truth and for truth telling as a black female, even navigating my way in the different worlds and spaces that I've been in. So I've worked in newsrooms. I've worked in a not for profit, um, a charity NGO space. I've worked in a church space. I've worked in a Christian context. I've worked in these different places. And even as you kind of go through working in those spaces, and the stories that people make up about you, the stories that you make up about other people, mm. all of these dynamics are going on all of the time as we're going around doing life. And I think I just have a real thirst or a real um, passion that we talk about these things, actually, mm-hmm. that we journey through these things. And And I've taken a real journey from... Um, personally been raised in a very black Pentecostal church to going to a more multicultural church where the leaders don't look like me, where potentially no leadership looks like me. Mm-hmm. And having these conversations about diversity, about mm-hmm. who do you allow to be on your stage? Who is setting the narrative in this situation, in this space? And working in an NGO, the same situation comes. So, you know, here I am, uh, a black woman in a context that's very white, where people are talking about people who look like me. Mm-hmm in some ways that I find slightly problematic. 
nice people, lovely people with good <laughs> hearts. So it's not that these are like horrible ogres. Mm-hmm. You know, they're nice people with good intentions. Mm-hmm. But somehow the way they're telling the story is jarring with me mm. because it's about someone that looks like me. And actually, if that's a story that you have in your mind about a certain set of people, when you see me, what do you see? Mm. Because I'm breaking your contextual boxes and stereotypes mm-hmm. for what you think a person like me is like. And mm-hmm. that's also something I've navigated through my life as a black middle class person. Mm-hmm. Those are not the people that you hear stories about. Mm. You hear stories about poor black people, mm-hmm. about black people who are struggling to overcome. Okay, well, that's not my story. Yeah. And so even having people, when they talk to me, being like, you know, you're so articulate surprise um you know you you don't sound like a black person and i get that from black people too so it's really interesting as you navigate through life you really cannot get away from whether or not you're noticing it the power of story Mm. in how the world is understanding you and how you're understanding the world Mm. but the way the stories are told and the power dynamic of who is telling the story and who is deciding the narrative is the overriding thing that affects us all but we just don't ever think about it deeply because you're thinking about yourself in a set situation rather than the bigger context of mm-hmm. what's the whole story. And so there's just something in me that loves to discuss. We were, we were talking about someone today, like a you know a young lady who's become on the global stage. People say, oh, you know, she's brave or she's this. And I'm very much um, the power of words. I remember being at uni when we started training to be a journalist and I had two really tough teachers and they were great, but they were very, very tough. And I remember one guy says, you know, we band words around like hero. Mm. He says, you know, a soldier dies and they say he's a hero. Mm-hmm. He might have landed there that day, he said. He might have, mm-hmm. he might have actually just got there and not done or seen anything mm-hmm. and just happened to die. And then we call him a hero. Mm-hmm. Well, what's a hero? Mm-hmm. And so we tell these stories all the time with no real context or backstory to Mm. what made that person a hero. Actually, he's a soldier who died. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference. Mm. And so I just have a real, and I could talk about it all day, but, um, you know, I I just have a real passion that we think more deeply about the world that we live in and the things, the stories that we're telling ourselves and the stories that we sit in and have more of a sense of fairness and justness. Mm. And so if we say that we're telling a story, or if we are telling stories about people, especially in the space where it is to raise funds, that we really think about that person as a person and not a story. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting about what you just said that would be good to unpack a little bit more, and I'm sure we will in the in the upcoming interviews as well, is that moment when you say, that someone might not see the person they're helping as a whole human or as a person. I actually think that the problem lies when they think that they do yeah, and are blind um, to those power dynamics that are present and think that they either don't exist or are different than they are or think they're okay. I mean, fill in the blank. But it's in those those moments where we're unable to recognize, and I talk about lenses a lot, yeah. um, but the lens in which we see the world through. And you're going to see the world through the lens in which your life has informed you to see it. Yeah. And I am too. I, I'm going to have empathy for people that have gone through similar life experiences or for lessons and journeys that have shaped the way that I see the world. And... I think that when we're blind to the lens or haven't spent time reflecting on the lens in which we see the world through, 
that in and of itself is a hindrance to being aware of the power dynamics that are at play when we quote unquote try to help one another. And I think for, I also want to take a pause and just say helping is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And most of it done with, with the right. Yes. And if I there's think, an education to helping. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what we're hoping. Yeah. Um, we will continue to unpack. And what I always say in ethical storytelling conversations is I typically leave with more questions than answers. Yeah. And so I hope that our guests do as well. Yeah. As we continue to build out the lens in which we see the world through, the empathy in which we continue to create as we build relationship with one another. And the experiences that we can draw from and learn from, whether they're our own or our friends. Yeah. And so we hope that in this series um, that we'll continue to ask hard questions and be comfortable in the uncomfortable and willing to maybe make our world a little bit more gray and a little bit less black and white. Because I think that that's, that's really where the ability to see through maybe a different lens yeah, um, and kind of create a new construct starts to develop, if that makes sense. Because we're not here to judge. Mm-hmm. Like we're not here in judgment because we are also making mistakes. And like you say, we have our lenses so, you know, everyone can learn something. But sometimes it can feel like judgment. People are like, well, you did this. And it was like, yeah, not that helpful. Yeah. But this is not a judgment space. And I think I would always say to anyone as we like journey on with people is, listen to this hopefully with the fences down like mm-hmm. this is not out to guess anyone or pinpoint that that's bad therefore this whole thing is just like a waste of everyone's time and we shouldn't be doing it but actually it's just more of a like, you can totally help so I think and this is all that we seek to do it's just to make a more just world and just that we all are just more thoughtful as mm-hmm. you're saying and, and just we're all just thinking more yeah. and we're not just entering it blindly, mm-hmm. but actually we're going, I want to take some time to think about what is my place in this mm-hmm. and how should I be speaking about this and how should I be sharing with others what I'm doing yeah. in a great way that's healthy for everybody, yeah. including me. Exactly. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. I'm glad to be <laughs> here and excited. Also, I just have to say, I don't know if Kyle will keep this edited or not, but it is so nice to work with someone that's done this before because <laughs> we have really just been making this up as we go along. And so it's been really lovely to partner with you in this process and kind of hand the reins over and learn from your incredible skills at asking questions. Thank um, you. It's, I think, one of the fun things of seeing someone in an, like a work element and kind of having the work and the friendship start to merge. Yes. No, and I think that's definitely been fun. And I think you've been really gracious in like letting me just like think, well, no, I don't know if I want to ask that question. I want to ask it like this, but I think it's great. And and this is what more of the space needs, mm-hmm. that everyone understands. I come with this, you come with this, you yeah. come with the platform, you come with having done this work for a long time. And how can we partner with other people and say, you know mm-hmm. what, if I partnered with that person, we could tell this story amazingly. Mm-hmm. And it's all about for both of us and everyone in every space going, okay, let my ego drop to the side a bit and, and say, I think this person might might be able to speak to this. Mm-hmm. I think this person might be able to do that. And actually, I'm going to let them do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, in a sense, is the whole ethos of what you are encouraging other people to do, but you're also living it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Well, I'll try and... <laughs> very trying as my mother would say very, very trying, trying. <laughs> looking forward to it awesome 
Well, that's our show for today. Thanks for taking time to listen and explore what it means to ethically tell stories with us. Make sure to visit ethicalstorytelling.com for more practical resources on ethical storytelling, including blog posts, new podcasts, and upcoming webinars. Please tell your friends about ethical storytelling. It's small and a labor of love, and we all do this because we want to see change. So help us spread the word with your family and friends. Before we say goodbye, we'd love to thank everyone that helped on the show this week. You all, the listeners, for tuning in. Kyle Hara for editing each episode. Lauren Ellis for web support. And music by Brooke for free. We'll see you next week.